652 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Our teammate from 1017 The Truth, host of the afternoon show, Dr. Ken Harris, in the house with us this morning, back from a brief hiatus. Yes, very much so. And very relaxed and having a great day. Uh, super glad because I I held this for you. I figured you did. Because <laughs> it's been in the news lately. But I wanted to ask you specifically about it, not only uh, because of your hosting duties on 1017 The Truth, but also because you're in higher education at Concordia University. So you have this. And I have a graduate certificate from Cornell University in okay. diversity. Do you want to list all your other credentials? <laughs> That's fine, Ken. Right. I had to get it. Ken's real smart, okay? All right. <laughs> okay. No, so there's this uh, this ongoing battle in the Wisconsin State Legislature right now about funding for the UW right. system and specifically about DEI offices. Right. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you got Republicans in the legislature that are talking about dropping about $32 million is how the math works out mm-hmm. from the UW system in an effort to encourage them to move funding away from these DEI offices. Right. My question for you is, and I'm, I can't wait to hear your answer. If you're a young African-American student who's considering the University of Wisconsin-Madison, per se, does it matter at all to you whether there's a DEI office in the school? I think that's unfortunately not the question to ask. I think we have to ask what's been the outcome of having a DEI office. And the way to answer that, I think, is another question. If I were to put Vince Vetrano and Eric Bilstad in historically black college or university in the South, that's 99.9% black, and then have you go to school there for a year. Tell me how would it feel to ensure that there's somebody there that understands your, I don't know, Vetrano is Italian? Sure, yeah. And, and Bilstad is German? Norwegian. Norwegian? Yeah, always weird. Um, it, I mean, a couple <laughs> of white dudes. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. a weird. <laughs> well, but that's how you see right. yourselves. Yeah. We haven't been seen that way. Mm-hmm. And we don't see ourselves that way. So when you go into an environment, as my daughter did, with from a school like Divine Savior Holy Angels with 700 students to 70,000 students at UW, and a fraction of them look like you, and you don't see them anywhere. Every class you go to, you're the only one. Right, right, right. Every dorm place you go, you're the only one. There's maybe one dorm that's predominantly black because the students said, well, we just want to live together. Okay. At some point, it starts to mess with your psyche. All COVID did is reinforce the same thing that all those other students in rural areas went through with mental health. We've been going through with that for 400 years. So you think it does, does play a role in the comfort level Most for those definitely. students to know that there's there the, is someone here in a dedicated office to whom I can report if I got questions or issues or anything? The only reason I got through Illinois State University is because of the high potential student program that was for black students, where I was able to see people who talk. We have our own language. Linguists tried to call it Ebonics, but... Italians, you know, depending on where you're from, you speak different languages. Same thing with Germans, Norwegian, right? There's always a sub-language. Okay. Right. The way we speak to each other that everybody calls lazy, linguistically, is actually a sub-language. So those cultural things are non-existent at a UW-Madison. Well, why can't they just spend that money on hiring more faculty members, uh, uh, people of color? Because faculty more don't other- even want to work. Remember, you use DEI to hire faculty to hire staff, mm-hmm. to create a, a cultural belonging so that everybody can work together. DEI is not just for black people, Hispanic people, Asian, it's for everybody. 
if you're of Italian, if somebody came here from Italy, mm-hmm. they would have to have contact with DEI so that you could make sure that they have those things. You know, Italian in America is not the Italian in northern Italy. So you want to make sure that they have some things that remind them of home and make them feel comfortable. So does the DEI work properly? Is it operating the way it's supposed to? Yes, I think like with everything, some people use it as a hammer, you know, because everything they see is a nail when in fact it's it, it really doesn't take that. It's it's starting to move towards commonality and belonging versus uh, diversity, right? We're all diverse, okay, but the equity part and is is the legal part, but the inclusion needs to be belonging and commonality. We have significantly more in common other than race than we do, I mean, until we go home, right? And then you have your own culture at home, right. how you deal with your wife and your kids and what you were taught. And that's okay. Historically, ours hasn't been respected at all. Women just got the right to wear braided hair to work in 2001 and had to go to the Supreme Court to get it. Something's wrong. Dr. Ken Harris, our team in at 1017 The Truth, host of the afternoon show. Thank you, sir. Thank you.